The original ending to Easy Rider was mm -hmm. that they bought a boat and sailed to Key West. Welcome to the Backyards of Key West podcast with your host, Mark Barato. Welcome to the Backyards of Key West, and we're at Coast Projects, a couple blocks from Duval. And I walk in, and of course, the place is awesome. The clothing is awesome. It's very surfer, very California, very, I don't know, cool, rustic vibe. But then you, then I walk, when I come to meet Billy, and I come outside, and there's like a pool, and there's like banyan trees, and it's like a, a whole thing going on out here. Tell me about this spot. Like, how did you pick this spot? And Um... So we started out about seven years ago, and when we first started, it was more of a sort of a workspace and artist collective. Mm -hmm. um, so we found a spot on Stock Island on Front Street. It was an old fishing shack. And we were over there up until this January. Um, and we had a bunch of artists out there kind of sharing the space, and we used to do concerts and... Um, uh, events and retail was sort of a smaller mm -hmm. uh, facet of what we were doing at the time. And a couple of years ago, I guess it's probably been about two and a half years, uh, I kind of wanted to push the retail a little bit more. Right. Um, come up with some more designs, T-shirt designs, hats, um, sweatshirts, things like that. Um, and was just kind of keeping my eye open for a space in Old Town, uh, probably specifically in the Bahama Village, just because I like that area. Yeah, this yeah area I like the it best. too. It's really nice. And drove by on my bike and just saw this old building and actually knew the owner. Um, and I had looked at the space years before, but it was never the right time. And at this time, it was sort of the right time. So there was a for rent sign. Um, there's two retail spaces here and one of the spaces was open. So I got in touch with the owner and, and, uh, she said, yeah, if you're interested, I'll give you first dibs. And, and here that, you are. Yeah. That was, I think that was like January, February of 2000, I guess, 17. Mm -hmm. So it's been two and a half years. And tell me about the business that you're currently in now. So I know it's, it's retail, but who designs the clothes, who makes them, what, what are you looking to get from doing this, this type of business? Um, so like I said, at the beginning we weren't, it was not like a brand or right. a retail or anything. Uh, um, over the years it sort of evolved into that slowly, uh, made one t-shirt and people started wearing it around town, a lot of musicians and stuff. And, and then next thing you know, people were asking if we were going to come out with new designs. And so, over the years came out with a few designs and then once we moved into this space um i sort of had to have more than two or three designs right. so it forced me to come out with and i do primarily most of the uh t-shirt design and and product design i do myself uh -huh. i have a couple of guys that i work and collaborate with one of them is a guy named chris higgins who does some street art and right. stencil work and things like that and and he's done a number of um a number of designs over the years, some of them sort of limited, limited, uh, like limited edition quality, type yeah. stuff and, and things like that. Um, but for the most part, I do, uh, most of the designs, uh, um, and usually 
there's some sort of story behind the design. Right. Um, it could be something relevant, like as far as timing wise, it could be something, it could be a, a photo that I took that sort of translated to a t-shirt on some level. Um, some of it's concert based, uh, t-shirt designs. So we still do when we were in stock Island, we used to actually host our own concerts. Mm -hmm. Um, now we just do more of concert promotion. So sometimes the designs are based on an artist coming to town to play music and we do a limited run of those, uh, shirts and things like that. But as far as who designs them, for the most part, it's me. Right. Um, I do the t-shirt design. I do the printing, uh, the screen printing. We do it all right here on the porch. Um, I do some photography and then, there's a couple of artists that kind of cycle through and do other mm -hmm. things. And how did you get into this? Like how long have you been in Key West and, and where did all this come from? Are you a musician or tell me about that? Um, so I moved to Key West about 17 years ago. That wow. was like 2002. Mm -hmm. I came down after college and didn't really know what I wanted to do. And at the time I, uh, was just thinking I'd be down here for six months or a year. Mm -hmm. Doing uh, what when you first came? Uh, I started working on a boat. Okay. Um, I grew up sort of on, you know, I grew up with that. I wasn't like really into boating, but I grew up on the beach and right. things like that. So um, I like to be on the water and around the water. So I, I at the time, I um, got a job with the Fury. Mm -hmm. it sounds pretty common <laughs> start <laughs> it's a it. route of passage yeah and so at the time though they only had two boats so right. it was a totally different thing yeah of course. and um i worked there for a year and sort of hustled i knew that if i was going to stay down here longer i didn't want to be scrubbing decks i'd rather be driving the boat so yeah. i at the time i uh worked quickly and got a license and got my master's license started driving the boats and um within a year or two and then did that for a couple of years and started building boats because I was getting a little bit tired of going back and forth to the reef. So during all this time when you're working on Fury and thinking, okay, I'm going to get my captain's license and stuff like that, are you find yourself doing other things on the side, like being a photographer, drawing? Yeah. Yeah. So at the time, um, uh, I actually always had like a little studio space. Mm -hmm. Um, the first space I had was, um, right across the street from blue heaven. It's uh -huh. now it's like an antique space or right. whatever, but it used to be a, a, a spot called the lemonade stand art studio. I remember and, that. And, um, yeah. and off the side of it, um, was this little overhang. I think it's enclosed now, but at the time it was sort of open air. And I used to make, I used to build skateboards, like long mm. boards, pretty basic, uh -huh. um, shapes and things like that. And, um, I sort of combined that with my boat building techniques. So I was doing some some different stuff than most longboards. I was fiberglassing mm -hmm. and using epoxy and stuff like that. And eventually I got a space out on Stock Island. Again, this is like prior to being in Denmark. This is like 2000, I would say, four or five through mm -hmm. seven. I had a, um, a space out. Uh, actually right where like the Perry Hotel is now. It used to be Andy Griffith's Marina and it was a little garage right on the water and um, would open up the garage and the boats were right there and the fishing, you know, the shrimp boats and dive boats and, mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And I had a space out there for a number of years. So that was kind of where I... And you were like shaping boards there and also yeah. working on boats? 
two uh, at that time? Yeah, and building so you always boats. Had a, you always had like a kind of a love for, that was like your art at the time, um, woodwork and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And um, and so I, I, I guess my main thing was I always like to have a little place to run to to right. sort of get my creative fill. And it, it was di- it's always difficult to do it at at home, I yeah, think. Of because, course. Because, um, yeah, it's hard to define. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm the same way. Like, I work for myself doing marketing and stuff like that. I haven't had an office because I've always worked out of coffee shops and stuff like that. But I've never worked in my house like ever. Like if it's raining out and I can't get out, then I'll work there for a short period of time. But I have to have separation between the two. It's just the only way it works for me. Mm-hmm. And I need chaos. That's uh, why I like going inside the coffee shop. Like I can't work in a quiet. If someone said, here's your job, there's your office, we'll see you in five hours, I'd go stir crazy. Like I need chaos. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Same, same with me. Um, and so anyways, you know, then I lived in in Denmark for for five years and also had a space similar just kind of like a, a little studio where i could shape boards mm. or or whatever tinker with stuff yeah and my time over there i i, I learned a lot about that the danish people have are great with design and branding and and you know making things look just so and yeah. so i learned a lot from my time over there and then combining sort of this uh, creativity that I've always needed. So that was um, inspiring over there. And then when I came back, sort of combined, I guess, those two things, which was this sort of rustic seaside creativity and craftsmanship combined yeah. with this, uh, you know, world famous kind of branding and, and um, design. Right. And my branding and design is not world famous at all but it, at least it showed me that you know i, I feel like they they do it better you than saw anyone. it could be yeah, yeah they do it better yeah. than anyone so i'm sure being in europe for that period of time too you know always getting out of the u.s traveling within the u.s first but then getting out of the u.s and seeing how other people live and stuff it's just a massive mind shake and mind shift for sure oh yeah definitely so from an artist perspective you were absorbing and learning different things from the culture there and then when you come back here and you're you know doing your thing in stock island and and doing the shirts and the design like that what what do you see your your biggest goal to be like did you say okay we want to have a shop we want to do massive events we want to have big concerts like what as far as like um i really just like to get my hands dirty and Mm. make stuff and like my train of thought is usually kind of all over the place um but uh, the t-shirts for me, like, I guess maybe have the most potential on some level because they scale well. Right. It's like, but it doesn't uh, seem like from the way you said it that you were like, okay, this is my money business. It just seemed like, yeah, now everything you did happened, one uh, and people loved it and then you just, yeah, no. So I, I guess that what I'm saying is over time I sort of had to change my mindset, which right. was because when you're, when you're doing like one-off art and one-off like construction pieces and installations, cause we do that as well. We'll do a lot of uh, work for other companies mm-hmm. building things or designing mm-hmm. or it's like you do all this work and okay, maybe the money's okay and helps pay the bills and stuff like that. But at the end, when the project's done, you kind of have to start over. Right. It doesn't scale. Yeah. Um, with the t-shirts, it's like, uh, 
at some point in time, they could be placed all over, you know, the country. Well, you have, a, the you have a, a nice way to reach more people with the art that you create yeah, by doing that rather exactly. than like helping build like a float or something here or a stage for a production or something like that. Yeah, the, the shirts can go anywhere. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. And, um, and you know, you could make a million of a single design and whereas a lot of these installations and construction pieces and commercial art that we're doing, it's like one and done. Yeah. But I also like the artistic twist you could put on it like, hey, we're doing a, a limited run of 100. Yeah. And that's it. And then you design something else. Yeah, and that and that's another like sort of corner that I'm trying to turn like how can I keep the t-shirts interesting because it's you know, at the end of the day it's like they help to pay the bills, but right. it's not like it, it it's not the most inspiring thing to sit and print 300 t-shirts. Right. So right. yeah, again, but the designing, yes, the printing yeah. if you ever got to a certain size, you can let somebody else do that, right? Yeah. If need be. Yeah, I know. I, and that's another thing that I sort of, that I like go back and forth with because the brand really is based on like this locally made and sort of handmade thing. Mm -hmm. But I know that if I did want to scale it at some point in time that that's probably not possible. You know, right. like, but you can still keep it local. That's the beauty yeah, of it. You know, yeah. you don't have to, it doesn't have to be Right. Okay. You got 24 hours. You have to eat, sleep. You have kids to take care of. So that knocks a lot more hours off of that whole thing. There's nothing wrong with bringing in other people, giving other business to other locals. It's true. And that's, then, you know, share that mindset instead of you like sitting there doing thousands of prints. Now you're and right. Like, now what? And there are companies in town that do a good job yeah. of, of, you know, printing on, on a scale. Right. And, and so that's something that I've thought about and even mentioned to, you know, one or two people in town. Yeah, I mean, I remember, this is way back many years ago, I had a friend who was an artist, he was a painter, and he had a lot of other painter friends, and he had this idea, which you're more than welcome to take, <laughs> I'm not in that business, but it was working with other local artists that would have, say, a painting, an original painting that they did, and then taking that, and however way you translate that to a t-shirt, doing a limited run of a 100 of those, and then on the website, you're now having... 50 different artists mm -hmm. with their original work where you can buy the painting if you want, if it's not sold right. or buy the prints if they have them and then buy the shirts as well. I mean, I thought that was a cool concept too. Yeah. And it's funny you should say that because we are sort of, I am sort of toying with that idea yeah. right now. Um, From a marketing standpoint, it's great because they're marketing themselves and in turn marketing you. Right. Right. Because mm -hmm. it's limited. You do profit sharing with them. It helps get them exposure for their original pieces and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I like it. Do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so tell me, what does the brand stand for? I know you, you just mentioned it a little bit, but. Oh, it's just, it, I mean, it basically ties everything that I enjoy like into one. Is it, is it like space and time for and me? It makes me think of the ocean, right? Cause I'm from new England originally. So obviously the ocean and sailing, but also like, and not coasting through life in the negative sense of it, but in the positive sense, yeah. like do the things that matter, but like kind of let things go as they're supposed to go too. don't force things. Right. right? Like, cause when I was younger, when I was in my twenties, it was always like, there's a boulder. I'm going to break through this thing no matter what. And then now I'm in my forties. I'm like, let me, f I try pushing it once or twice and then i go well maybe there's like a cave that goes through it 
right? Instead of trying to bulldoze everything. Yeah. Now the coast is is meant to be not in like this kind of like um, lazy thing. It's right. more supposed to be. I, I mean, I describe it as moving along without too much effort, but that doesn't mean like you're not trying. Yeah. It just means that you're you're moving along like at a pace that's comfortable. Well, you could be on the boat working your ass off, but letting the river take you down the river. Mm-hmm. Right. And to me, that's what it seems like that as we get busier and there's so many more options, it's wise, I think. And this is a good lesson for people listening. I think it's wise to keep one ear open to, and I'm not going to say what the universe says or anything like that, but just listen to what's around you. Maybe it's family, maybe it's loved ones, maybe it's what's going on in your business, maybe it's what your customers are saying. You know, stay true to yourself, but listen to that and have help from your surroundings that put you into that mood. Just like when you went to Copenhagen, it's like the same for me, and I, I know a lot of other people that a shift and change in location sparks something inside you. If you're sitting in the same place for 10 years, it's in my opinion, and what I've seen that work with others is get out, totally change your perspective on something that when you come back, you have a new outlook on something you've been doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. No, I, I agree with that. I mean, sometimes it's, it's tricky to be down here because it's, I feel this, it's, of course, everything, there's a lot of inspiration, the uh, nature and all yeah. that sort of stuff, but it is nice to, you know, get away for a while. Yeah. I mean, I mean look, it's small town, big town. Yeah. And it, you can get caught up in the small town. I, I can easily get caught up in oh, maybe one more beer tonight and I'm <laughs> trying to not get into that, yeah. that route. <laughs> um, but this is one of the reasons why we were talking earlier about I wanted to do this podcast is I wanted to talk to people who are, who are young. Um, but also young at heart in changing the dynamic of what Key West is not changing it, right. but just letting people know that. We have stuff going on down here. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a project that you're working on that you're passionate about that is artistic, but is also a business. And it's cool. I mean, it's not like we're in some shanty place. Your store is awesome and beautiful. Your clothes are beautiful. So it's like, you know, it could be done. It can't be done if you want to just dream it. Right. And that's it. There's work to be done. And that's the thing that, that I'm trying to get across when I'm doing things like this. And a lot of the stories I hear from people is you have a decade or two or five years of all of the struggle to get to where you're at and then it starts paying dividends. You know, it's like going to the gym. Nobody goes and expects to be really buff in one week. It takes time and there's a lot of pain involved and then there's more of it and then you keep going. Yeah. So Yeah, for me it's it's like a it's like a roller coaster. Yeah. That's um you know, you go through periods where you're inspired and, and then you go through periods where you get kind of just caught in a routine. Yeah. So, um, you know, early on, I think we were, we were doing a lot of new and innovative stuff for the first five years, especially before we got this space. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of, in a way, sort of pioneered like ticketed concerts in, in town. Right. There's live music all over the place and there's certainly big shows, you know, it would happen a couple of times a year. Mm-hmm. But we used the space out there, which wasn't really set up as a music venue. But I always liked music, and I always thought we could have better performers come down here. Right. And um, so we we sort of, again, pioneered that space. And now we still do it on a small scale just because I like it. But I think it's helped sort of proved 
in town that people there was a demand for music yeah. and now there's a, a number of of people that are doing it probably better than we could have done it i mean we were doing it differently it was definitely this backyard kind of strange vibe and the the musicians that would come down thought it was really strange and weird and then they'd end up loving it yeah but what it did basically was just show that that you know it could be done down here yeah. and now it's being done on a on a larger level and every i think everybody in town's happy about that yeah. and tell me about that part of your business i know it's smaller but um, how does that work what do you do yeah, so I guess, it, like I said, it started out just we had space. Mm -hmm. It wasn't necessarily a venue space in the sort of formal sense of the word. But we had a backyard, and we built a stage. and uh, You built it, and they came. Yeah, <laughs> I always, yeah it was that sort of thing almost. We And then there's a, there's a certain type of music that I like. and What's that? Um, it's like a folk Americana, mm -hmm. singer-songwriter type stuff. Um so concerts like that, they're not super, they're not like, there's not a huge production involved with right. it. It's a lot of times it's just one guy up there with an acoustic guitar plugged in and, yeah. and um, you know, and so, and the guys that I listen to aren't necessarily like huge on the radio, mm -hmm. but they're a big enough name to where when we mentioned it, people got excited and bought tickets and we, we would sell out shows in 24 hours. So you were like, hey, I want to bring down people that I like that music. And yeah. I want to bring them down here and yeah. you get to listen to them. And you get to show other people. Yeah. Like, I mean, I get it. Like, if there's not a venue for them to go to all over the place, you're providing a spot for them. Yeah. And so, I mean, with that, you know, then you end up having these guys who are, you know, I mean, fairly well known, yeah. especially like in, you know, in, um, in that genre, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. And, and also just with people that are sort of probably my target market mm -hmm. at the at the at coast, um, and they came down, and then they become sort of ambassadors of the brand. Nice, you know, become friends with them, and they like to mention us and 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 uh, wear the stuff and everything like right. that. Would it be like a, a a venue would say, "Hey, listen, can you help us bring a musician down?" Like that part of your business, how would that work? Uh, how does that work yeah, now? Yeah. No, now I just, so now the way it works is I've, I sort of have like a handful of, uh, like loyal kind of acts, performers uh -huh. that just want to come down on an annual basis. And okay. when yeah. they do, they just send me a, they just email me and say, can you put an offer in? And a lot of it's even just like, I mean, some sure. of it goes through, it, it, the way it usually works is I've become friends with the guys. So. You're like the manager we'll, of the. We'll get in touch here. with one another uh -huh. if we want to do something, and then the agent comes in and sort of mediates the whole thing. Got it. Because, yeah, because I don't yeah. know that world at all. Yeah. So. Um. But yeah, I mean, now I guess most of what we're doing is just bringing down some of the guys that I've got to, got to be friends with. Yeah. Which are now ambassadors too. You yeah, exactly, and they come down once a year usually. Right. So you get to hang out with your friends. Yeah. And and listen to some <laughs> awesome music and collaborate and keep whatever that yeah. that is you have going going. Yeah. Which is cool. Very cool. Um so tell me about where you would love to see the brand go to. Do you want it to grow to enough that obviously it's sustaining a decent living and then you can do things that you need to do within the business to grow it or are you looking to to have a chain like tell me um, I don't think I don't think a chain. I'm looking at no, you. No, and no. I'm not thinking chain. <laughs> no, so I mean, my goal is to sort of get not a chain, but 
get co-stores in other relevant right. communities. Like Key West is on the coast. It has this sort of funky artistic heritage to it. Uh-huh. There's other spots like that all along the coast. So really what I want to do is is find those spots, which I already have in the back of my mind, uh-huh. and create uh, new coast spots um, in these sort of end-of-the-road, right. artistic enclave-type places. And um, that being said, um, I don't want, like, let's say I go into one of those places and it's up in New England or mm-hmm. the Northeast. The goal isn't to bring Key West there. Right. The goal is to take their local sort of history and their local aesthetic and, and all that sort of stuff and, and make the Coast brand part of their right uh their whatever their yeah being ingrained in the community right. and designing be you being the artist being inspired by that community you're in yeah cuz designing around that a lot of brands like you know i think key west is a great place to start a brand because everybody knows it but at the same time it's like it's it's not just about key west it's it's more than just key west right. and so for me to go into a, another place and be like it's a Key West brand. No, it's now it's a brand yeah. based in this place. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the theme would be coast and water and ocean and stuff like yeah. that, which is, you know, you can go to those places and right. and adjust based on that. Exactly. And it sounds like, which would be cool, and this is just what I'm thinking, that if also, say you did one in Newport, Rhode Island, you had a store there, uh-huh. and then it was like, you could put a, a show, like the annual coast music festival or whatever you'd want to call it, mm-hmm. but in Newport and then one here and one in all those different locations right. would be really cool. And also bringing all those ambassadors together. Yeah. You're, you're on the right track there. Good. I mean, I like right. It. We're working on, uh, we're working on uh, a festival. Actually, we've done it for the last couple of years on varying scales. And I think maybe that's what I ultimately want to do is yeah. just like one festival a year where yeah. I can focus all my attention and effort on one weekend where right. we have a, a festival rather than sporadically throughout yeah, the year. Yeah, it sounds a lot harder to do that <laughs> than if you had one and then you had, say you had six locations, you could do marketing, local marketing in those locations for the main festival that then everybody right. can go to. Speaking of that, what are you doing for marketing to get the brand out there besides the ambassadors? Um, I mean, aside from social media, yeah, really nothing. Well, so social is all you really need nowadays. <laughs> yeah. So just I'm Instagram like, and, and posting on there and kind of, and I do that like with, I, I would say varying degrees of success. I'm not very, I'm not very social as far as like going through and like commenting and liking on stuff. Right. And I think a lot of times that's where you get your following from, yeah. or that's what I assume. But, um, we kind of have an like an organic approach to it. Okay. You know. Yeah. The, the well, book. I'll give you some tips off when we're off. <laughs> okay. No problem. Yeah, yeah. Because you have such great stuff. I think there's there's ways like you're right with the commenting and everything that, you know, think about it if you had a house party. Yeah. And you invited all these people and then they're like, "Where is he?" and you like went upstairs and went to bed. <laughs> You yeah. may not have as many people come to the ha- the party next right. time. But in the same token, you don't want to force doing things you don't like. Right. Right? Like if someone's like, you got to do a video blog, but you don't like being on camera, then you're going to try it and that's going to just die. Right. You have to find out which one of these things you like. Instagram seems like it would be great for you because it is visual. Uh-huh. Um, you can post something. I think you seem 
like a deep person where the words will matter on what you write there, you may need to just get somebody to do that for you. Yeah. Like here's the words, here's the picture, make it happen. Right. So that you can focus on the things you love to do. Yeah. We'll talk after. We'll talk okay. after. Sounds good. All right. Also, um, I love the vision. I love where you're going with it. I hopefully I didn't spill any beans. We didn't talk about this before. <laughs> I didn't feel you kicking me under the table. So, you know, we're, we'll keep this a secret until you're ready to, to out the, the next location and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Tell me about some local favorite places here. Like what's your favorite, um, event to go to? Jeez. Uh, I mean, I like, I've always liked Goombe. Yeah. Being in the world. Yeah. Uh, um, when I, my first, the first house I lived at was 818 Thomas Street, which is a half a block from Blue Heaven. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, that was like, and that was at the Bahama Village at that point in time was a different place. Yeah. Um, there was nothing really on Petronia. And, um, so the Goombe at that time was really the only time people came to Bahama Village. Right. I mean, unless you were going to Blue Heaven, which was still there. Yeah. Um, so I've always had a soft spot for Goombe and how, and then how it leads into Fantasy Fest and uh, Fantasy Fest. I've mixed. Um, yeah. I, it's fun for sure. There's a couple of events in that. Like I like the locals parade yeah. and the zombie bike ride yeah, yeah, and things like cool. that. Um, more recently, I've uh, you know I actually met a few of the guys that ended up becoming that ended up playing shows at at Coast. Um, at the songwriters festival uh -huh. so i like that it's sort of it's a little bit more country than i'm than i'm kind of down with right. but it, but again, you get to be um i heard you get to be more intimate with the musicians because they don't just play and leave yeah they'll come and stay and listen to other music yeah too. well the way it works out is every year um just coincidentally every year uh it's like kind of the first or second week in mar uh, may sorry um, that's when we have G Love come down, right? Who's, um, you know, big big musician. Yeah, um, yeah. And so he comes down that weekend, and then just through the grapevine, um, people, managers or agents will get in touch with me and say, "So and so's in town. They kind of want to see your place. They want to link up with with G or yeah. whatever." So you know, can you put them on the list? And I say, "Yeah." So that's how I met. You know, people like. Langhorn Slim and uh -huh. Raylan Baxter and um, a couple other guys. Mm. So, what about favorite place to go eat? That's like a local place. Uh, Blue Heaven is my oh, yeah. favorite, but uh, yeah, yeah, and it's like right down the street. Yeah, so. and for dinner too, because I'm, I'm, you know, get so packed for for breakfast. I don't know, I haven't even been there for dinner. Definitely for dinner, yeah, because and it's I'm not chill, a, more chill. Yeah, and you know, like they have they have good like you know background music yeah and, always and it's like music. a place where you can just even if you're waiting for your table it's not like you're sitting outside with a buzzer type thing it's yeah. like you can oh, you like play ping, ping pong, pong. Yeah. yeah and um so definitely for dinner i'm not a huge um breakfast guy but i do go to um, glazed donuts all the time oh yeah so they have good, good, good coffee too yeah so and then what about place for live music uh the parrot I mean, Still, oh, I mean, yeah, uh, I got to get them on here because it's like the parent is. <laughs> I like the fact that they put out a lineup so early in advance yeah. that I like that I see for the whole month who's playing, what's playing. Yeah, I love jazz and blues. So like on Sunday, my wife and I will just go there sometimes and just like chill on the outskirts mm -hmm. and just relax and listen to some great music. And it's just yeah. You know. And so the, I mean, we're kind of located almost right in between those. We're a block from Blue Heaven and two blocks from Green Parrot. So it's we're. Uh, 
it's it's nice sometimes it's difficult to not get sucked into either one of those but um <laughs> yeah. but yeah those are my two favorite spots and we've done a we've done some collaborations with uh the green parrot t-shirt design but also mm. with this festival that we're trying to work on together nice. um and even blue heaven the first time we first year we did the festival we actually had some of the shows over at blue heaven so cool now are you you here all the time in the store um I, this time of year I'm, i probably will be just mm-hmm. because it's pretty slow and um my employees are are kind of like traveling right. and, and or doing whatever yeah um so it's a good time for me to get caught up on the computer. And yeah, I saw you look like you were doing some design work. Yeah. Um, so that I'm happy to be here, and it I won't I won't get as interrupted as much. Yeah. A lot of times, if I'm here and it's busy, it's it's really hard to sit on the computer. Yeah. And where will you go to do any artistic work on the computer if you're not here? Uh, I'll just do it later at night. Okay. Yeah, when the shop's closed. You'll do it here later at night. Yeah. Cool. So if you see the light on, don't come and knock <laughs> because they're yeah, closed. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times I'll just leave the door open. Like, we're usually open 10 to 5, mm-hmm. but if I'm here and uh, as you go on in the day, it gets slower and slower at the shop yeah. because, you know. Of course. But um, So I'll just leave the door open and you'll get, every once in a while, you'll get someone come through and be like, oh, this is great. And, you know, it was yeah. closed last time I went by and, so, but if I'm, but if I'm, you know, down a rabbit hole, then I'll, I'll close the door. Yeah. Turn the music up. All right. So you come in and say hi. If you do walk by and the lights on and the doors open, definitely come in and say yeah, hello. There you for go. Sure. Um, where else can people find you? I mean, the website, social media, I'm going to put it all in the show notes, but why don't you let them know too? Uh, uh, website well yeah websites coastprojects.com mm-hmm. um every all the handles are coast, coast projects yeah. um where else i don't know I which mean, one do you communicate the most on I'm instagram. instagram yeah okay. the f- facebook i never had a i guess i sort of had to have a f- personal account on facebook just to open the business account but yeah. I, I don't think i have any actually don't even think i have one friend on it um so it's just there because it had to be there. Uh, and I used to kind of just, I used to post on both, but now you're just on Instagram when you're just on seems it. simpler. Yeah. It's like not as, there's not as much like drama and it seems like your car, your core audience too. Yeah, I guess we use, I use Instagram. Like if I'm making an announcement, mm-hmm. um, or if we like, for instance, uh, if we're going to do a concert and then we'll probably do an event, page right or uh, and then or if we're doing like some type some type of sale cool but it's less it's it's not like yeah i probably use it once a month maybe right right okay as we're wrapping up tell me one thing you'd like to leave the audience with it could be uh uh, favorite coffee it could be uh, uh new music you're listening to it could be a tip of the day anything I'm going to do something different that we've never done. We're going to do two things. First, give me a musician and everybody out there that we should be listening to that most people probably aren't and that they could hopefully find somewhere online. Geez, sometimes I like to keep them to myself. Well, then give (laughs) give someone that isn't at the top. (laughs) I mean, I think everybody should be listening to Raylan Baxter, who's come down and played here a couple of times. He's, he's, uh, and you should follow him on social media too. He's hilarious. But um, he's just got like an interesting sound. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a funny social media presence. He's like a super good guy. Um, and 
his music goes stretches from like folk to pop. Nice. And um and I, I think he's a he's a good one. He shot a video down here and actually some of the the radio stations play him quite a bit. Hmm. I've heard a number of people say they heard Rayland a couple of times on the radio, just like in a, in the course of a day. Okay, cool. Um so definitely uh, check him out. Yeah. Follow him on social on Instagram. Yeah, Rayland is here. Is is uh, nice. Sounds funny. Yeah. And then now that you've had a couple of seconds to think while you're doing that, the, uh, the tip. So, okay. Well, all right. So part of what I'm doing while it's slow here is trying to like reignite some sort of creative, uh, uh, whatever embers or, um, and not not even necessarily having to do with anything that we've done in the past. Right. So we just finished uh, that. Uh, I made a last minute entry into the seventy two hour film challenge, nice. which is at the Tropic, and they're going to be doing the premiere on September seventeenth. Nice. So we did that. That's probably what's the name of the the movie? Uh, it's called Keezy Rider, and it's uh, <laughs> nice. so if people don't, it's basically. Um, the original ending to Easy Rider was mm-hmm. that they bought a boat and sailed to Key West. And right. a lot of people don't know that. Well, it, it, they never used that ending. They went quite a bit darker. And um, so we took that original ending and created a short sequel to it. Nice. So that's happening on the 17th. And then the other thing that I'm doing right now is trying to do some like some artistic stuff that I've been wanting to do for years and never got around to. Different than Uh yeah, I'm doing some painting. Nice. Um um like sometimes our, this is just going to sound weird, but um Nothing like some of our weird. some of our screen like some sometimes our screens that I screen print with will mm-hmm. rip and then they become useless, but there's this wooden frame which has all this paint on it. It looks really cool. And then my favorite uh, breakfast place is uh, Glazed Donuts, and they have these um, burlap sacks, which is right. where the uh, beans come in. Uh-huh. So basically, I'm stretching the sacks over these old uh, uh, screen printing stretchers mm-hmm. and creating canvases made of all reused materials. Right, and you, can, you could sniff that coffee yeah. smell. <laughs> and so I'm trying to create some type of painting series based on that and cool. then i'm also doing some spray paint and stencil um on paper awesome yeah and the themes will be coastal right you know for the most part yeah they'll be in in what you love doing yeah it's just about. i've never done it before so it sounds like the tip of the day is do things that you may have been putting off on the side artistically now challenge yourself yeah. go out there um who cares you can always paint burlap sacks for the garbage no one will know but you'll know so the my tip of the day would be um the ugliest look in the mirror is that of regret so don't have it you might as well do it because who cares you never want to do things to impress people that you hate anyway so do things for yourself That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Listen, it was great talking to you. I'm looking forward to talking again about maybe some other projects you're doing and checking out the store when we're done. Okay. I appreciate it. You got it. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye. Bye. 
Hi, everyone. One last thing before you go. If you can, please leave a comment and rate the podcast in any of the apps that you listen to us in. And if you can, please give us a share to some of your friends or anybody out there that you think will love anything to do with Key West. It'll mean the world to us. That's it. Have a great day. Bye.